welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. For season one, we're talking The Ruined of Kings by Jen Lyons, the first book in her series, A Chorus of Dragons. The three of us love this book for being anti-imperialistic, for its fantastic queer characters, and the unique ways it explores the fantasy genre. So please, come read with us. Why is the sword called Ruin of Kings? They don't have kings. <laughs> I have never thought about that until this exact fucking moment. Damn it. That's is a it good because point. of the god kings? Or is it because of... um? Tarath's past life, Kandor. Maybe. Maybe. Was he king or was he emperor? I guess he was emperor. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So god kings, uh, all the kings that he fucked up with the sword. It's too hard oh, to say yeah. ruin the... of monarchal systems. <laughs> oh, because the Manovane have kings, or they had yeah. kings, so... I don't. I know. I just thought of it now. I'm like, I, I was thinking about Thervishar calling it the Ruin of Kings, and he's like only one of two people to refer it, refer to it that way. Yeah. And I was like, they don't have kings. Yeah. That makes sense though, because if he if he's remembering what he called it when he was Atran Kandor, you know, when he was running around conquering nations and killing kings, I guess that makes sense. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I hope that's oh, the explanation. Oh, did I say Terraith? <laughs> I meant uh, uh, Thurvishar. Oh, well then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense that, that Terraith would, would do that, but yeah. Oh man, you guys. This is such a good ending. Like, from the point... I, I'm, I'm so glad that we started at chapter 81, because chapter 81 was honestly like the the tip of like the the avalanche of action leading to the end of the book, and it was just like go, 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 go. Like I try, usually I try to read five chapters a week mm -hmm. and it was really hard to stick to that because I just like, I just wanted to keep going. Oh yeah, no, I knew I would read it really fast. I literally mm -hmm. like saved it until this morning so it would be fresh in my head nice. and then I just read it yes. all in Yeah. Yeah, I read it last night. Yeah, yeah, it's so good, but it's also like, there's, it's very dense. There's lots of stuff happening. There's lots of build up to book two. Um, readers, er, listener, listeners, if you haven't read book two, there's going to be some light book two spoilers that we're probably going to talk about here. It's not going to be anything devastating, but it's very hard to not start referencing the events of book two at this point, because like the, the Venn diagrams are coming together. And hopefully that will be clarifying for you rather than spoilery, because honestly, yeah. reading this a second time is super helpful. So It's so confusing the first time. It's so confusing. And like exciting, and it's just like, yeah. you know, even even if you have no context, even if you kind of don't remember who anybody is, mm -hmm. the romantic sort of like sexual tension there is kind of like, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. Even without, co which is like very impressive to me. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, especially having read as much YA as I have, I am very sick of mediocre romance. Yeah. Just very tired of it. And... There's a bit in here that I really like. This is this is skipping ahead a little bit, but to, in terms of like romance and you know the idea of destined love, mm -hmm. 
I, I copied this passage. So this is, this is Janelle. And she says, whoever you think I was, this woman, Alana, whoever you've worked me up to be, you must let that person go. She doesn't exist. I'm not someone who will come scampering to you because you snap your fingers or flash that pretty smile. Do you have any idea how insulting the idea is that Zaltaroth would try affecting the prophecies one way or another by showing my image to you? Never was your image sent to me as if all that was required for future remnants to fail or succeed would be your endorsement alone. As long as you want it. Well, I, of course, would bow to your whims over my own opinions i love that because the idea of yeah like destined love and and love at first sight and and everything is often very one-sided or mm-hmm. it's very like deus ex machina and so this is again you have this example of gen lines flipping a trope it's not deus ex machina it's the work of a literal demon and one of the parties is not automatically on board for it um, just because you know, he's he's been holding this image of her in his head for five years. She's like, I don't know you. Right. I do love Kieran's response, though. It's like, but you think my smile is pretty? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they banter a little bit. Like, it's it's great because it they both clearly have agency in this, but they also are clearly attracted to each other. No, but she's 100% right. It's a genuinely devious move for a demon to be like in order to fuck with the idea so like presuming that they will be attracted to each other at first sight we're not gonna say love because that yeah you know i'm I'm pretty skeptical that love at first sight happens like attraction does but yeah and then a babe right they both are they're both super hotties yeah and then to fuck with it you're gonna tell someone that they're supposed to do it because Telling teenagers they're supposed to do something is a great way to make them not do it. And, like, yeah. the demon getting that is really clever. It's just kind of yeah. like... Because I would react the same way, and I'm in my 30s. So yeah. maybe, maybe I shouldn't bash teenagers when I really mean people or <laughs> Italians. <laughs> Molto bene. <laughs> just a lot of hand gestures that are super impressive. Yeah. You can't see them, but they're there. I feel like the Jorties are big hand gesture people. I feel like that. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Or like hair swish people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just flip the lavos. Just, oh man, I wish I had cool hair like that. Sounds so awesome. <laughs> I think they're in their 20s at this point. I guess that's yeah. so. Yeah, they're, they're like 19 or 20. Yeah. Because yeah. they, because, spoiler, they're going to meet in like three days at this point. I don't know where this part fits into Janelle's timeline. I'm not, it can't be that far off, right? Because remember the, the um, epigraphs in book two, they all say like, you know, two days after Darzan Demon fucked up a demon summon and stuff. So like, they're <laughs> yeah. going to meet in two days. Um, so it, yeah. it's got to be pretty like, I, the, the afterlife is timey-wimey, but... And she's not waking up for a reason that she right. doesn't understand. And I forget that that's I like, also forget that's pivotal to book two. Yeah. So now I'm going to now I'm going to be reading for it. So that, that helps. Yeah. The other major thing that I forgot was that Kieran just casually takes a dragon heart and puts it in both of their bodies somehow. Yeah. He just goes halfsies. And it's just like, oh, I hope that I mean, like, I have full faith that. Chen Lions is going to tie that in somehow, but I mm. totally forgot that happened. Yeah, right? And it, like, doesn't really come up again? That ever? I remember. 
which yeah. is always well, the, the thing. Oh my god! So I've been I've been editing a lot of our earlier episodes, right? And there's so many times where we're like, "This doesn't come up again," and then it com- comes up again like two sets of chapters later. <laughs> so it is, yeah. I mean, truly, the the theme of this book is all the things that we constantly forgot. Yeah, but yeah. The- I'm pretty sure. I I feel like Kieran is sort of implying. Like when he's talking about the dragon hearts inside them, is that like this reality is more malleable, so it's not like it has to come up again. It's it just sort of like if it, it's not like he put it's almost like you know a world of imagination where he like put the hearts in them and now they have hearts in this border. I have a lot of questions <laughs> about the borderlands. I so like there's force. Yes. There's there's like animals and woods. So like at the first chapter eighty one yeah. in the Borderlands, he's talking about slugs, worms, snakes, hyenas, wolves, mm-hmm. ravens, and owls. I'm like, what is this place? Like, or what was it? And yeah. Like, and then towards the end with the Borderlands, Janelle, they're like they go hiding in that fort, and Janelle's like, oh, this used to be a fort that you know, was near the chasm, but then the chasm moved, so this broke down. And I'm like, what is this place? Also, I feel like uh, 81 has, like, a glimpse of what a, you know, f- fully together uh, Sarek slash Kieran would be like, because the way he wields that yes. spear. Yeah. He's like, brought, he's like Omega he, Kieran he, right he now. He kills a dragon pretty easily. And yeah. then they have that hint of like the sun being yellow. Mm-hmm. Good point I about didn't the color. Even catch I that. that, yeah. And I don't think Kieran has yet has yet wielded. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, uh, he gets all his memories back when he's yeah. here. Yeah, so yeah. he knows. But then he loses again when he comes back. So I wonder, like, um, what, what's like a fully leveled up Kieran like? Yeah, <laughs> he was briefly level twenty. Yeah. He, what's it called in White Wolf? He limit broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so interesting because, you know, he's having these conversations with Janelle where normally she this is kind of like her place. Like she knows at least the afterlife and uh, reasonably well, and this is kind of her hood. But he because he is is ultra Kieran, he is. Like he's he yeah he talks about this place as if he knows it yeah yeah which makes me think that like even if he hasn't been here as like a dead person like I don't know just there's so many questions the first time I read this where you're just like what the fuck is happening and why are there horrible twisted human dogs and then there's demons but then one of the demons is good and is oh, a yeah. sexy lady and, and then he he talks about the hounds that they used to be Ooh, human. That was horrifying. That so bad. It's so Ooh. bad. I hate it. Also, he, he says that he named uh, Korval the spear. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that was his spear. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I don't think that, that gets... I don't think it gets brought up that it was his spear. I don't think so. Again. This is going to be one of those things, though, that we're going to read book two and be like, oh, hey, the spear. <laughs> There's a detailed history of Corval. <laughs> But Kieran won't remember mm-hmm. that it was his spear. Yeah, when true. he returns, he yeah. even tells Janelle, like, I won't remember this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, 
Yeah. It's very confusing at the be- in the right at the beginning of chapter 81 cuz Kieran is like he's he's like reduced almost to his like animal instincts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he gets kills the dragon and splits the heart and then all of a sudden like he's super Kieran and he saves Janelle and then they're running around the afterlife together like a couple of old pros. It's very weird. They use like flu powder at some point. Or basically. she does cuz of her fire powers. Yeah. And- I don't remember her being able to do that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen later, and I forgot. And the afterlife is an exception anyway, and it's just yeah. like... It's it's really interesting to read the second time around, having more context and still being confused and being like, yeah, but the emotional beats are all still there, which is yeah. fascinating. It's kind of like, I I remember knowing what was going on even less, and I'm still mostly just into the banter. It's like, oh, Janelle's mm. making interesting points about like romantic uh fate plots which don't get discussed and Kieran's being suave for once which is new (laughs) because he needs multiple lifetimes to be cool he (laughs) He needs all of his memories intact (laughs) to have a proper conversation with a girl I mean it gives it gives me hope like it it kind of explains why people are better at dating as they get older it's like you had all these lifetimes yeah to be awkward. Just... <laughs> yeah, I think the first time you read this, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I barely remember that there was this girl in chapter 10? 5 or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and so now, knowing what is happening a little more and having a lot more context for it, I could read it and appreciate the details of it more. Yeah. Like, yeah, the idea of, like, the border forts. Like, I didn't remember that at all. And that is chilling honestly like and and so many world implications yeah and just i i was caught up in all the metaphysics of like you go there when you're asleep but if you die there you stay dead but you can move around yeah or like janelle thinks that she is irredeemably a demon which Mm -hmm. is yeah like way out of left field yeah. Um, and again, totally forgot about. And that doesn't... It comes up in book two, and then it comes up again in book three, and it's all, like, tertiary. That's very weird. <laughs> it's, yeah. And, it's but, like, the fact that she couldn't see the bridge also. Yeah. Like, yeah, that should have been a huge clue, which is, you know, at first read, I was just like, what's it? The, there's a, li- a literal actual bridge? Like, you can just walk to the land of peace, I guess? But you can't, because, like, it's terrifying and there's demons and shit. But, yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. And also funny about Zalteroth, they have a discussion about Zalteroth's gender, which is mm, yeah gender fluid, basically. But it's, like, also a giant fucking hint. <laughs> yeah. I do love, I think... Uh, Janelle says Zaldroth is whatever gender amuses them. Yeah. Yeah, and she calls her the demon queen of war, yeah. which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like all I... these like all these little like details that I'm like, huh, what does that mean? Yeah, right. Okay, so I have some some thoughts that I noticed. And I have a few questions for you guys before we t- return to the land of the living. Um, one. Uh, I Janelle at one point uses demon voice on Kieran. 
like with the asterisks mm-hmm. around. And I noticed that regular demons get two asterisks, but um, Zaltaroth gets three, which I thought was a really wow. simple and effective uh, just book design choice. I didn't how, notice How many that. does Janelle get? Uh, she gets two. Huh. Yeah. I'm gonna go back so I thought that. that was really interesting. Good catch. In terms of like souls and being reborn. So we talked before about how um, Mama Thurvey, it wasn't in the land of peace. It's, it sounds like Gadris did some shit with her soul. He like yeah. probably ate it. And that's why. So unfortunately, she's not probably not still running around somewhere. Um, yeah. And then but just based on the conversations that Kieran and Janelle have, it sounds like basically everybody gets reborn. So my thought was, are there a finite number of souls? And could that be kind of what the demons want to eventually just like winnow down the pool of souls until then there's not enough non-demons to stand up to them anymore? That's an interesting thought. I don't know. It brings up the point like with, you know, Janelle turning into a demon and then other human to demon stuff that might happen later on. Mm-hmm. Of like, what are demons? Like, we know yeah. what the word demons are, but it might, I think about like, maybe it means something different here. And there's more information about the demons that we don't know mm-hmm. that, like, for all we know, demons could just be mutated humans that are on another yeah. plane of existence yeah especially because like yeah they do seem to live outside of the normal kind of space time the demons could literally be people from the future yeah like all fucked up and weird one of the things that so the time thing i apologize in advance i am terrible with time like books related to time like they drive me nuts i don't read them much because like my brain is blocked there so that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun journey together, friends. <laughs> um, but that being said, one of the things I only noticed this read through is that they make a very clear point, and it it points it's a it's a hint about Janelle's heritage that she has all this fire and that her mm. eyes are like red forges hint yeah. hint, um, but also that the demons only use cold, and. It's all like this cold fire, and I I wonder if they're not some kind of weird avatars of entropy, because it's like the sun has devolved into this like red giant. It's it's all this radiation is leaking. It's like mimicking the yeah. heat death of the universe, and I I really I yeah I don't have that anything makes a ton of sense. Yeah, more than that, <laughs> but yeah. I'm yeah, yeah I'm curious. They talk a lot about how, yeah, demons are, like, attracted to heat sources because they if they feed off of them. Yeah. So, I think you're right. I think that, yeah, that they are, like, literally sucking all of the energy down to heat and, you know, what yeah, yeah. everything out of The heat death life. of the universe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it brings up, you know, back to the eight guardians, how they're not, like actual like Thane is not the she explains to Karen that she's not actually the gods of death that's something human beings like just a suit like you know put two and two together she's actually the guardian with the power of over entropy and so that could like bring it all around of like where demons and how it all relates like if 
if the guardians are not actually gods, that's what makes me go, well, then maybe that means the demons aren't actually, you know, monsters from the abyss. Like, mm-hmm. that they yeah. are something different from what, and just uh, demons is just the, you know, the simpler word to use. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me really, like, I want to, makes me really wonder what, you know, the true origin you know, we talk about the prequel book a lot. <laughs> it's like, I want to know more about the demons in this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we learn, I think, a lot of things in these afterlife chapters here that I bet you anything will come up a lot in the last book. Yeah. Because, yeah, demons, man, they're out there. Gotta be dealt with. Yeah, like, one of the things that our science can't fix and our magic is obsessed with is death like Mm. science can't fix you being dead and like you know the idea of resurrection is like central to most mythology everywhere and it'll be interesting to see how gen lions handles it because thene does it pretty casually and that's that's like the most interesting part to me she she is like this demiurge, this avatar of a concept, and yet she's just like, yeah, come back, yeah, come back, which is boss as hell. Like the final like paragraphs of this book are so cool. Just as like, it's great to end where it does with Tianso. I I appreciate it so much more this time around. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's let's uh. Let's let's go upstairs to the arena to life Lachaya. to the world of the at the moment still living. Um, wizard fights, wizard fights, <laughs> wizard fights. Yes. Yeah, I was saying to Steph before we started, uh, before you came on, that there's four. There's tec- technically, if you count Kieran because he knows some magic now, there's technically four wizard battles in these final chapters. You got Tyanso versus Gadrith. You have uh, Maya versus Theron. You have Kieran versus Gadrith. Now I can't remember the fourth one. Uh, Gadrith and Sandus. Gad- which is the like fr- I, the ver- I love it, but I hate because I love that like every fantasy novel reading bone in my body was was ge- gearing up for a wizard fight yeah and then gadrith just takes the first shot to the chest because of course mm-hmm. and i knew that that was his plan but i still was like what the fuck and and poor sandus just realizing like i've made a horrible mistake Ugh. Yeah, and Gadriff laughing as he dies mm-hmm. is like, oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, it's and bad. You, and like, but at this point, we know what the Stone of Shackles does, so it's yep. like, oh no. And and so I think the and then the Milligrees show up at the Temple of Thane and basically explain that, and they're like, yeah, well, I mean, Santa's killed Gadriff, so we're good. And Tyanso swears a lot. And Thervishar shortened it, which yeah, is the it was part. still like I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it because it's worth reading because it was so good. Tyanso says, that bastard, that slimy, morgage-sucking, goat-raping demons cunt. <laughs> and that's the short version. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, all right, I gotta go. And then she runs off to kill her husband, daddy. Her at, husband at father, this point, you know, mm-hmm. That normal thing that no one has remarked much cool about. normal. Yeah. At this point, I remember when I reread this, when I read this the first time, 
Because this chapter is kind of a, a bummer, because mm. first of all, Jareth is dead, killed oh, by demons. Mm-hmm. And he can't be returned, and, yeah. And he can't return. Then Sandus is dead. Mm-hmm. And then Tyenso is like, oh, I'm going to go fight my husband. And I was like, oh, no, she's dead. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think I had much hope for her. It's still a really great wizard fight. And she was so smart like i didn't even think so she she's basically trying to turn his body to water mm-hmm. because then presumably he wouldn't have been like wearing the stone when he dies right like the idea would be you turn enough of the body to water the stone falls off through the water and he's not wearing it anymore i think that's what she was trying to do yeah but that's not, my understanding she does like, it even yeah. worse than that because she uh, uh thervisher remarks that she was turning him into living water so he would be alive oh. but as water hmm. so the stone would not only would the stone shackles fall off of him but he would live an endless existence as like he would like, like thervishar implies that he would have you know uh human consciousness as water Ugh. fitting though i mean like but like yeah, he deserves potentially it. terrifying it's a it's a like a scary punishment it also implies, like, you know, what Tyenso's level is. Mm. Like, she might not be level 20, like Gadareth, but she's at least, like, she, level yeah. 16 or 17. She holds her own against somebody wearing the st- uh, the crown and scepter of the Emperor of Kerr. Mm. Like, yeah, she does great. And he even, like, uh, oh, I think Thervishar says something like, oh, she was magnificent. Like, he clearly really respects her. And it's really, I feel so bad for Thervishar in these chapters because he's just forced to stand there and watch everything go to shit and oh. know that he can't really do anything about it. I do have to give Gadrith credit when Thir- uh, Tyanso is like, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. And he responds, I've never really thought of you much at all. Oh, right. It's so sick. Gadreth honestly has some really good one-liners. Oh, like yeah. If- and he, he implies he killed his roommate because he, yes! like, because he snored. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah the the uh, wizard that like lived in Tyenso's head. F- uh, Phelan. Yeah, it wasn't Danway. a grand deception or betrayal. It was just like he was annoying. So I killed him. And then later he's talking to, I forget, I think it's, it's maybe Kieran. Uh, and he's like, yup, Tyenso's dead. She did pretty good. I actually kind of respected her. And Kieran is like, did you? And he's like, no, I did not. <laughs> he's, he's very upfront with what a like quippy dick he is. And I, I don't like it, but I, I don't like him, but it is pretty funny. Yeah. It makes me like wish like we got him just a little bit more. Yeah, he's yeah. He had to, he had to, he had a pretty some good villain shit in these last few chapters. Yeah, Relosvar isn't nearly as quippy, although no. he does have his moments. I kind of realized um in these last few chapters like, oh, we actually haven't seen Relosvar in a while. Like not since um uh the city, oh my god, what was it called? The the Morgage city with where the gods showed up. Like, we haven't actually seen him since then. We're talking about how much we love Thurbishar. Oh, Thurbishar. I feel so bad for him in these chapters because he just has to watch everything go to shit. It's it's such an interesting conversation that he... Sorry if you guys already talked about this. The conversation that he has with Kieran as he's trying 
against his will to kill Kieran. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm sorry, but I just don't think you have a good shot at doing this. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. that may be so, but like, Thurvishar's had 10 to 20 years to find a loophole, and he's super smart, and he mm. hasn't. And that's really depressing. Yeah. It, well, yeah. At, at this point, Thurvishar doesn't know like Kieran very well. Mm-hmm. And if this is a this is a good cause we were just before you came back, we were talking about Thervishar and Kieran in book three when they're traveling together. This is a good like putting those two side to side because here Thervishar is like you don't I don't see you having much of a chance against uh Gadget. Yeah. And and Kieran is like saying to him, well, why don't you just, you know, believe in me? And then in book three, Thurvishar is like, Kieran's luck is so outrageous <laughs> that I would never play cards against him ever. <laughs> like, don't do this. And it's like, and then it brings up that moment when Kieran finally gets Erthanriel and Thurvishar has that, he's like, you, you, uh, like, crazy lucky bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and also Thurvishar is very, like, you know, he's the typical, you know, using statistics, rational wizard. So yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't put into like right. he like in his mind, he's using like all the evidence. Oh, Kieran doesn't have a formal education. Kieran doesn't have this wizard training. There's no way he could beat him. And then he does. Yeah. Logically, it does not make sense for right. him, for Thurvishar to Geish kill himself. Just to, you know, watch. Yeah. Um, right. Like him knowing and trying is better than no one trying and no one knowing anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting look at Thurvishar's character arc because he's so very rational. And but then he mm-hmm. like he over the course of the books, he has more faith in his friends and mm. he has a little bit. He lets that like always rational side sort of like. He tampers it down. Mm -hmm. And I get that, like, being raised geish, you probably have to analyze every single thing you do. Oh, yeah. For risk, right? And so, yeah, I think you're right. This is, you know, this this is the beginning of Thurvishar getting to be who he really is. Mm -hmm. Now that he doesn't have to worry about every every, every little wrong step potentially killing him. Yeah, one last remark about Thurvishar in this moment. I remember when I started... Uh, 81 i was like because i was listening also listening to the audiobook and at this point uh the actor that plays thurvishar is taking over the narration mm-hmm. and it made me realize how does thurvishar know this about the Af- mm. about the borderlands and then he answers later on oh uh because of my witch gift which is reading minds i was yeah. able to get this out of kieran's mind and he explains how uh these memories they don't they didn't go away they're just buried within Kieran. Spooky. But I like, because we talked about late before how we'll say like, oh, this never gets referenced mm-hmm. again. And then it does get referenced again. And this is probably like my <laughs> shortest, like, oh, this doesn't get referenced. Why Thurvishar knows this. And then yeah. Thurvishar knows it. It's good. And so, okay. So, uh, 
my, one of my other favorite things is chapter 86, because some wonderful things happen in chapter 86. One, we have the quippiest resurrection ever, <laughs> where Kieran basically mm. wakes up and Tarith is like, took you too long. <laughs> uh, and they're just like bitching at each other. And it's great. Uh, Kieran robs Jareth's corpse for his sword. <laughs> I again, I forgot. And then he kills Darzin with it. Yeah. Just, and it's so good. Just so straight good. up kills him. Like, just, yeah. just a he fitting lack of him. preamble. Yes. It's he doesn't amazing. even, like, run him through the chest where Darzin could get, like, a last word. Yeah. Like, he literally slits his throat, and then Darzin has his hands on his throat trying to heal it with magic. And then Kieran beheads him and the fingers. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh boy. And I think good. he even says something. He's like, no, 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 none of this. Decapitate. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's like maybe the happiest I've been in this entire book. It's so awesome. I, I think I'm happier when Kieran figures out how to get around the stone. Or, well, through the stone of shackles. Mm. I think that is a good moment. I think yes. that's more for me. That's more satisfying, just because we always knew that Darzan was gonna die. He was like, fair. He was boss number one, and then mm. I remember thinking that Gadrith was gonna be like the long term enemy, but no, yeah, right? not even fucking close. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember thinking that also. Yeah. yeah, totally. Like I thought it was gonna be one of those endings, you know, that happens in book and like first book sometimes yeah. where the bad guy wins mm -hmm. and then you have to recover from that yeah. in the later books but no yeah especially in in 87 where kieran realizes that the really not the only but the main reason gadrith has done all of this is because he wants earth and real yeah he doesn't really care about being emperor he wants the fucking sword he has that great line about it. Not be, he's like, this isn't a coup. This is a robbery. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's that's great. such a good line. Ultimate heist, and then he accidentally gets himself. Oh yeah, he just stumbles upon it. That's the it's best. So part. good. the The same like rusty sword that is referenced all the way back in Thervishar and Jareth's duel. Yeah, it's such a good. Touch. Yeah, it's not Link getting all three stones and yeah. pulling the master sword. Right. Out. Yeah. yeah. Even <laughs> he does like, pull it out of the ground. He's thing? just like. Man, I need a sword. Let me get this sword from the dirt. Yeah, and he's like, I am a swordsman. I will die with a sword in my hand. Oh. oh. <laughs> this sword can talk. So it's interesting, like, we know that the sword's important. We know that there is a connection there. But it's also, like, characters who are lucky are really dangerous to write. I think it takes mm -hmm. a really skilled hand to do it without making it seem like they just get out of whatever they get themselves yeah, like, into. Yeah, like plot armor, yeah. Right, yeah. They're just proof against whatever the author can't otherwise figure out. But this, like, Kieran finding the exact sword he needs at exactly the time that he needs it is just like, mm -hmm. of course, it's perfect. Like, it's it doesn't feel unfair because he's been through so... Like, he literally had his heart torn out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that Kieran, like... Even though he wins, he loses. Yeah, like you, like his luck. His luck is like these uh, these inverted layers that just keep going down. And and you know he did it. He's like, I did it. You guys are proud of me, right? And they're like, yeah. You need to run away right now. 
And like, need you freed all the slaves. That's not really a good thing, apparent as it turns out. Right. Thurishar is such a buzzkill. He is. <laughs> I, also, yeah. it goes to show how much the Empire, of course, sucks. Mm. Where you could do the right thing by killing Gadrith yeah. and and still be the bad guy because you mm-hmm. like the fact that there's no nuance of you like you killed the em- he was technically yeah. emperor and you killed him that makes yeah. you like the demon the, the part about freeing all the demons i get why he would be in trouble for yeah. that but the fact that that's not what thervishar brings up first he bring what he brings up first is the fact that he killed the emperor even though it was gadrith and uh, it kind of and the fact he's like, oh yeah, Corrin Milagris is gonna hunt you for that because he's very protective of the Empire. And uh, the whole time I was thinking, man, the Empire so <laughs> it really does. And like, I get that they're all panicky, but like, can't like they're like, oh, once you explain to Corrin Milagris that like you were gauged, it's fine. Like we're not gonna mm-hmm. like Thurvishar is gonna be fine. But if Kieran explains, like, no, but the Stone of Shackles. Is he also not going to be fi- like? I don't. You would think yeah. that you could explain that, like, because Corin Milligrace does seem like a actually pretty reasonable person. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Kieran does possess one of the most powerful artifacts in the world right now, which just in principle would make him very terrifying. Terrifying, but like, he's also met Corin Milligrace. It's not like going before yeah. a judge you've never encountered. Yeah. It's a guy who was like they laugh together at a. Mm-hmm. And at this point, too, like, we don't know, but it's a, a, a the new Emperor of Kur is about to be a friend of Kirin's. Right. So, like, obviously, in that moment, they don't know that. But, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the new Emperor would be fine <laughs> with Kirin <laughs> hanging around. It's, it's a little um, dramatic irony, actually, like the idea that he basically hightails it out of town 30 seconds before she becomes Emperor. Right. Yeah. Right. And, like, he does imply that, or like, when he goes to Jareth instead of uh, Corrin, and he and Jareth was like, oh, I'll go tell my dad. And Kieran does imply, like, oh, your dad still thinks I'm a kid. Yeah. And, like, he won't listen to me. So that could be in back of I Kieran's just mind. just don't when... understand. <laughs> that, that being said, though, like, there is another solution, which is why. Just be like, yeah, right. It's just like, oh look, hey, Gadrith. Like in the in the in the final letter from Thurvishar, they're just like, yeah. The official line is like, oh, you fixed it. Nice. Uh, the official line <laughs> is, um, Sandus was killed, like killing by Gadrith. Some combination yeah. of Gadrith and demons, but not before he killed Gadrith. Hooray! Everyone's mm-hmm. happy. It's just like, why couldn't you have made that up? And, like, that would fix I guess you everything. you have to explain how the Stone of Shackles and the Geish get no, broken, No, you don't. Though. They just have a bunch of bodies. They have Sandus' body, yeah. and they have Gadrith's body elsewhere. It's just like, And you can just be together. like, I don't know what happened, but now all the Geish people are free. Yeah. Unconnected. Just like, Gadrith yeah, did was... it. Gadrith broke the yeah, Stone true. of Shackles. Yeah, true. Yeah. And with Tyenso as Empress, you know, backing him up, if Corrin really is a company man, he'll listen. Right, yeah. Yeah, right. I yeah. I I understand why a bunch of panicked yeah almost teenagers still are like oh you broke that vase you got to 
Get yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go before mom gets home. You broke the demon vase. We're yeah. all in big trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's good timing because I love that, like, um, so after Kieran pulls the sword, he's still fighting Thervishar, and Thervishar has been ordered to kill them. Yeah. So Thervishar is, like, still having to attack because if he stops attacking, even though he can't, you know, land anything because anti-magic sword, um, because the minute he stops attacking, he goes into a geish loop and dies. And even then, he's still kind of, like, geish loop dying. Right, because he's not succeeding. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, very nice timing for Thervishar that the Stone of Shackles shattered when it did. Not yeah, not very like nice timing, over. however, for the House Demon. Let's talk about that. Oh god, I feel so bad for Galen because I forgot that like he was the one that he goes and rounds up all the family members to try to get them to safety, to like hide out in the Blue Palace and be safe. Yeah. And then this scene was so much more brutal reading it the second time, actually. Yeah, at first I was like, uh, like, oh, this is like, I, I misremembered how this scene went. I was thinking of, oh, Cariel is finally free of what is basically slavery. Yeah. And she's, uh, she sort of like goes a little crazy mm-hmm. uprising against her. That's oppressors. how I remembered it too. Yeah. But, but it's not just that. She's more like a Sith, a Sith Lord yeah. in this, in this spot. Like she's like, join me theron and then kills all his family yeah like what is she she was like i have given you the thing that you would never admit you wanted i freed you of the demons yeah. she mm-hmm. came, she came off a lot more evil yeah here. oh yeah it was vicious this time i re- i like i remember it being vicious i remember it feeling justifiably evil it mm-hmm. it's not and like it's a li- it's it's almost a fuck yeah moment the first time because other than Galen, we really don't care about anybody here. Right, they all so aided it, and abetted a family yeah. that aided and abetted uh, serial rapist torture. Yeah, it's also like, okay, I'll take it, you know, yeah. go Cariel. She but deserves this. at the same this. time, like, I also don't understand the logic of killing Galen, because Theron just finished telling Galen he's the Lord Heir. Mm-hmm. And, and... Cariel's whole thing is like, hey, I need you to access my old throne. Don't you want a backup? Like, Mm. why would, like, Galen specifically, even in an evil sense, doesn't make a lot of sense to kill. I mean, Kieran's the backup, I would say, right? But she doesn't know that he's alive at this point. Kieran's her kid. But he's not actually the Mm. heir because he's the physical child of someone who's not. uh, Yeah, right. uh, Okay, right. He's he's Mia Thriel's kid, technically. Technically, yeah. So he's not a spare. He's irrelevant. Yeah, fair. Um, Whereas Galen directly comes from Theron, so right. I don't know. Hmm. Also, it's really sad that uh, one of Galen's last thoughts is that. Also, it made me think Galen was kind of dumb, to be honest. He's a little dumb. Where he did he didn't get that Kieran said all those things to protect him right. so Gadgeth wouldn't kill him. Yeah. He's like, Kieran hates me. 
And at the same time, it was heartbreaking. But I was like, man, did you not see what was going on? <laughs> yeah, it's- I. it was it was maybe a little like st- it was still naive is the thing. Yeah, it's like he's it's, still he's like still yeah. the Sheltered. little kid who believes yeah. what people tell him. And, and he it- believes in Kieran. And so to have Kieran say those horrible things, like, I think really broke him. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was in character, and also, like, he said all those big phrases about, like, I finally learned what my father had to teach me, I don't care about you. Which was also him lying. Like, yeah. <laughs> but he couldn't see it when someone did it to him, and it's just like, oh, sweet boy. Yeah. Oh, Galen. Lived and died kind of miserably. Yeah. I forgot how good this, like, battle really is. Like, mm. Theron makes Cariel's eyes bleed. Right? And, like, Car- and Cariel makes Theron's nerves, like, stop working so he can't cast spells. I'm like, this is kind of brutal. Yeah. And for two characters, I didn't, like, associate with, like, big wizard battles. Yeah. I lo- Yeah, I love, like, the idea of, like, they both are healers and they both know the the body really well and so then using that with your magic like it's something you don't actually see a lot when it, you know you see things like elements lightning and earth and wind and fire and all that but you don't see somebody who knows how to make your brain explode from the inside out i didn't even put that together that's so smart well she she mentioned something like she was like uh yeah i read the anatomy book too bitch <laughs> Oh, yeah, she thanks yeah. one of the first people to die who I don't think we're going to see again is Master Longren, which is sad. Yeah. He seemed cool. Yeah, he was cool. Oh, yeah, she does have that line of, like, I liked him, yeah. but, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's also thousands of years old, so, like, she's seen a lot of people come and go. Yeah, she doesn't... There was an interesting story to be told there about Stockholm Syndrome. She just mm. doesn't fucking have it. Nope. And, like... When you think about, like, revenge on kids, you expect there to be mitigation. But, like, she's been enslaved for centuries. Yeah. And it just, it's like, well, when you see people come and go like that, it also kind of makes sense that killing their, like, killing their entire line is something that she's been thinking about for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and she's definitely been planning this for a very, because, like, she instantaneously almost enacts this plan where she's like, okay, kill everybody, take Theron, get my fucking throne back. Right. Yeah. The the bit where I think Galen, like the Geish disappears and Galen is like Lady Mia and she just turns and she's like, that's not my name. Chills. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like describes seeing like uh, hatred in her eyes, yeah. and I'm like, "Ooh, this isn't gonna go no. how I thought it was gonna go." <laughs> yeah. And like, there was that whole footnote about her heritage and who she was, and you know, there are these brief shining moments in reading these books when I it all fits right, and then I read mm-hmm. footnotes like that, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> wait, okay, wait, but oh, yeah, like, who is like, who?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh. Well, Tarath and Kieran aren't technically, like, if they got together, it wouldn't technically be incest because they're just right. different bodies. Right, there's body Maya switching. Maya is de- technically in a different body. And-, and then, like, the gods are also involved and they have multiple names. Yeah. Back to uh, 89, mm. where Kieran is leaving. 
it's I find it interesting that uh Ethanriel won't let uh Kieran give yeah. it up. And then Tarath has that line about the singing and I forgot that uh that Tarath also implies that he heard the singing when he held the sword. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder what that means. I was like Yeah. I do love a good sword that talks. Me too. Yeah. Swords as characters. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Let's just See like, the entire Stormlight archive. Let's just let's just take the subtext and make a text. They're penises <laughs> and we carry them around. <laughs> and sometimes they sass you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the penis doesn't do what you want either. It's just Yeah. And and it has a sheath that it goes in. Like <laughs> it's important to put the sheath on. I said on what I said. For safety. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, the end of 89, we get probably, like, one of my other top three moments in this entire f- series. Tienso wakes up <laughs> from death and then doesn't even have to stand up. Literally just is like, oh, this is mine now. <laughs> and and yeah. now I'm the Empress. And it fucking rules. I feel like I feel like this was a, uh, this moment, because... Tyenso explains like the loophole mm. of she was technically dead in the bubble beforehand. Yeah. I feel like that was a Taja Thane collaboration. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Like they definitely yeah. did that on purpose, especially since Tyenso is technically in the Brotherhood now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fucking red. And then we get you know ninety where Thervishar is delivering this story mm-hmm. to Tyenso, and. The thing that I didn't think about, because we move away from the capital city at this point, he talks about the death toll. Uh, it's like 5,000 people died and 30,000 more people are going to die. And then additional people are going to die because of starvation and things like that. And I was like, I didn't realize, oh man, yeah. the capital is like messed it's up. fucked. Yeah. The, I think there's a footnote that's like, Jurat is still recovering from its hell march twelve years ago. It's yeah. still oh, yeah, it's like the, po- the population mm-hmm. is like hasn't recovered. But it's so it's interesting to me. Like I think a lot of a lot of books in fantasy, which is fine, like play with the fantasy that you can burn it all down. Right? It's like mm-hmm. you know we hate this system. It sucks and it's unfair, and we just need to burn it. And then this is the consequence of burning it all down. Literally, people die. And it's like, yeah. no, we need to find, like, genuine solutions that depend on people working together, not just those one hero who stabs a guy. Because, like, yeah. Kieran's that guy. He stabbed a guy. And then everyone immediately shows up and was like, oh, dang, you real fucked. That didn't solve all of our problems instantaneously. It made more problems. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a nice commentary on, like, Empire is bad. Fixing it is not easy. Like, yep. fixing it's also bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... People gonna die. Yeah. yeah. It's better than the alternative. Yes. And, like, because cause, uh, Gadrith is also... Gadrith is just evil Kieran. He gets he he gets what he wants, and for a moment he thinks he has it, and he's like, I'm gonna make it in my image. And then when he realizes that he's not the, like, prophesized one, mm. he's like, no, this was supposed to, like... He also wanted to tear it all down. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. It's just that yeah. he sucked. <laughs> well, and that was like the original Affair of the Voices, mm-hmm. too, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, they Pedrin wanted to. It. Yeah. 
that is such a good point about Gadrith being Kieran's like yeah, mirror version. It totally is. Yeah. Okay, Gadrith is just all he has left is his lower soul. Kieran at mm. one point was just his lower mm-hmm. soul and regrew back. And it's like if you think about Gadrith, this whole time was looking for Ethanriel. Kieran stumbles upon Ethanriel. Kieran is the thief of souls. Gadrith yeah. thinks he's the thief of souls. I never really thought about how the connection yeah, between yeah. Gadrith and Kieran are for now. That's a really good point. And also, both of them are, in the end, just burglars. Yep. Oh, yeah, right <laughs> That's now. all they want to wow. do is steal shit. Fuck, these books are so good. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're so There's, good. Like, we've, we've talked about this before. Like, nothing is wasted in these books. It's really not. And Everything like, connects and means something. And means it in an emotional way. Like, yeah. there are so many books that are like, ha ha ha, look at how smart I am. And this one is yeah. like, damn it, when, whenever, like, when Jareth showed up dead like there wasn't even a death scene for him and i was still so sad yeah and like and i mean i'm not trying to rag on jk rowling for her writing we can rag on jk rowling for her politics fuck yeah fuck Fuck jk rowling as a person but like i gotta say like when fred the weasley twin died i didn't feel a lot she tried to imbue it with all this Mm -hmm. emotion and it didn't work and it's it's a hard thing i'm not you know like it's not easy to be that kind of writer but like meanwhile here i'm just reading like the throwaway line about jareth and i'm like no you precious honorable right. boy. <laughs> my sweet baby and they're like galen who who's a tertiary character mm. he's just there to provide emotional like resonance and he does oh god yeah just want to pet his tiny sweet head <sighs> right but yeah but like there's these books are like onions of character development you know like there's just layers on layers oh you talk about like comics who like you just like they get the comedic timing this is like the dramatic timing it's just there it's just like yeah you want like these scenes of triumph are not long that nothing is Mm -hmm. belabored no one's sitting there monologuing gadra thinks he wins and thinks he loses within two paragraphs yeah yeah he is emperor for i think about an hour for like an hour and like yeah the focus on him at at the very end his death is like two paragraphs but they're they're fucking effective and Mm -hmm. i just like i'm so impressed by that aspect of it okay hold on more gadgets and kieran connections (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) kieran's dad theron denies kieran as his son kendrick uh uh Gadriff's dad, who's, you know, the lord of House Natalis, denies that his son is dead. Darzin, who is uh, Gadriff, you know, uh, like, like second in command. Yeah, Yeah, once he's done, once he's done his thing, is no longer useful to Gadriff. Galen, who was Mm. Kieran's, you know, side man in those earlier chapters, thinks he's useless. And they were all down in the dungeons at the same time. <laughs> Fuck. You could you can make like that, you know, the 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 board, the you know, the fame the meme image of the yeah. board with all the yeah. strings <laughs> with all that stuff. Good good parallels. Good yeah. The good only fucking book. I just mm-hmm. yeah. 
I also the think Empire it's sucks. like low key extremely funny that Tarate spends the entire book being better than Kieran at everything, and then in the final like the final confrontation, he's like, "What happened?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm like honestly surprised Kieran doesn't like draw a penis on his face while he's passed out, like after they get thrown <laughs> out of the arena. Straight up. Yeah, I, I am. I am Queen Petty of Petty Island. Yeah, that would have been sad. But like, Kieran had other stuff going on. Yeah, he's a little busy uh, realizing that he saved the day, and now he needs to fucking run. Therese gets his moment. He takes down a mimic. That's true. Yeah, he that gets was a his dope moment. fight. It's just a, it's like a nice undercutty sort of way to end things. It's like, but yeah, compared to Kieran, mm. he didn't. Yeah. Oh, you took out a mimic. I took out Gadriff the Twisted yeah. and also freed every gauge person. Also, ever. I killed my dad. <laughs> oh, and I I killed my brother. What did you What did you do, Therese? Yes. Oh, you got you got you got you know tangled up in a bunch of vines mm. by Thervishar. Mm. Good job, bro. You don't yeah. sound that good. <laughs> Yeah. Good oh, you all. you had a cornerstone with you the whole time, and you still didn't really. Okay, uh, yeah, cool. No, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, this sword used to be yours. Um, it, <laughs> it wants to, Finders it wants to stay with me now. <laughs> it makes me better. Man, how did it get to the arena? Who put it? Wasn't it wasn't even in the arena. It was just fucking outside. Yeah, it's like I think I think the story, if I'm remembering it right, and that's a big if. Mm-hmm. Is that when they were fleeing? Because it turns out one sword against all the Manalvani mm. doesn't work. Like even Weird. if it's the best sword ever. Yeah. So I, the Manal killed everyone, and then there was just like this wholesale retreat, and I think somebody just fucking dropped it. That's what I, th- yeah, I think. Yeah, that's what I remember too. That they they talk about it being left on the floor of the Manal jungle. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Quar is or Quar is. St- like it, it's usurping Vane yeah. lands somehow, and I I feel I, like fucking Doc took it at some point. I don't know this. I'm I'm not basing that. It just seems like the kind of thing he would do. It might be, but it's like yeah. I still feel like he might have put it somewhere slightly better than the middle of a field. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not because because he, he used to work at that bar that's yeah. like at the arena, so he could keep an eye on it. That's true. What if some like commoner picked it up? And like, you know how it was the rusty sword, and then it becomes the silver sword. What if it mm-hmm. appears differently for different mm-hmm. wielders? And so someone, you know, brought it. Someone desperate brought it back, like, yeah. and it looked like a regular sword to like multiple people, and then it just ended up there. I could see. Um, so, like, yeah, let's say like some commoner picks up the sword brings it back to the capital and then goes to the arena for, you know, the, uh, who's going to be the emperor melee. And loses. And, yeah. And just and gets like shot by an there. arrow and right, drops the sword. Protect you. Yeah. Yeah. They, they make a point of saying like, yes, you can't be hurt by magic, but you're just as vulnerable to an arrow or a sword. Right. Oh, even more poetic would be if it was some person who knew that it was God Slayer and they still lost. Yeah, right. But they like they just kept it secret to themselves yeah. that it was Godslayer. Mm. I just like the idea that someone fucking dropped it. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> wait, to, wait. I need to go back for that. It's like no, you don't. It's just a fucking sword. It's like yeah, yeah. but oh yeah, you can't like be obvious about it, <laughs> right? It's like no, but it's my sword. It's Question a mark? great. <laughs> Sword. Some some dummy asked the same question we asked at the beginning of this. Is like, 
Ruin of Kings? We don't have any kings. This <laughs> <laughs> thing's fucking heavy. It keep, keeps giving me weird dreams. It's singing? Look, I think I need to see a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people in, in the Empire Corps need to see therapists. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what what great house controls therapists, seriously? I think it might be Devon. <laughs> oh no. Um, Man, I am ooh, I actually like one. read through the appendices mm. with all of the great houses and I paid more attention to like what their special magic eyes are. Some of them are spooky. There's a house that has wolf eyes. Huh. Oh yeah. Yeah, and there's like, like one a- that has like tiger's eyes. There are houses like with like all sorts of weird colors, and we I think we yeah we talked about like the opal eye house. Like yeah. it's not just like people with very blue or very red or very green eyes. Like there's all house, over the place. House Denafra has wolf like eyes. Yeah, and their monopoly is crops, herbs, spices, teas, and coffee. That seems. Man, I wish coffee gave me wolf like eyes. <laughs> I mean, if you drink enough of it, they might start to look that way. I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but wolves have normal pupils. They're just, like, yellow. Yeah, they're just, like, spooky. They're definitely, like, it would look very weird on a human, I feel like. They would. But I'm yeah. thinking, like, okay. snake eyes. Oh, yeah. House, House de Lockar. Their monopoly is uh, the Icemen. Who are the Icemen? People who bring ice. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes I think, sense. Oh. Yeah, I think it was a mundane yeah, thing. Because they're also in charge of refrigeration, yeah. food preservation, mm-hmm. air cooling. Yeah, they're the, the air conditioning repairmen of core. But they they use magic. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man, you can do frost magic? Can you keep my beer cold? Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they're not the most popular guy in the party. I was like, going to say, It's a like, fucking jungle. <laughs> yeah. Of all the powers... I mean, I still want one of the cooler ones, but like that—that that would be that would be really. Useful. Ice powers would be would be good, very useful. Yeah, like yeah. Oh man, house the I think it's the Kaja. They're in charge. Like it's gotta suck. Their monopoly is the lamplighters, chandlers, and cuisine. Cuisine that's cool, yeah. but to be like you're in charge of lamps. Yeah, that's that's. Compared to all the other groups. I mean, they don't have electricity. Lamps are important. Yeah, I mean, presumably they could could have cool stories. It's like, you have to light the lamps in the worst part of town. Congratulations, Mm. you just got promoted to being an awesome sword fighter. True, yeah. Um, We're going to train you, and then hopefully you won't die. Or it could just be a bunch of fucking electricians who, you know, are like... (laughs) House House to Jorak seems like the best who got the best deal because they're you know Harold devices lightning and they're in charge of the revelers minstrels entertainers courtesans and velvet the, I feel the party like, house you know they're the ones that get appreciated the most and meanwhile House to Kaja is like but you wouldn't be able to see anything <laughs> about us you should appreciate us more there's like one house that's in charge of the sewers too I think yeah right? and then House to Evelyn is like if not for us. You would have garbage everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but all you guys care about is partying. <laughs> Do you know how much, how much poop a party creates? I, th- I think being the party house, like being in charge of parties is exhausting. 
True. That's true. Yeah. Like, can you imagine he, if you were an introvert who lived in that house? Oh, can God. you imagine that's, if you just had to fucking deal with a bunch of bards all the time? Ugh. I just like... Yeah, but you don't understand. God. He took my song. It's like, I don't care. I don't want to go on second anymore. I want to go on first. I okay. think she's talking about me behind my back, maybe? That bitch. Oh, my God. But do, you, do you guys remember who the Red Men are? Because they're, they're House of Talos is in charge of the Red Men. Yeah, they're, they're like the metal, Forge people. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they're like blacksmiths. Yeah, because that's Shaloran's house, right? Yeah. The junk boys. It's pretty interesting. I love, I like yeah, the, the names of all of the li- little, like, s- organizations are really fun. Yeah, like the Red Men, the Ice Men, the Junk Boys. Yeah. The candle I like that lighters. they're not super, like, uh, with, like, hoity-toity. It's just kind of mm. like, yeah, that's... I would play a Fire Emblem game that had all these houses. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, these houses might need better mottos, but overall they're like, <laughs> they're pretty good comparisons to uh, Game of Thrones, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to do, like, denigrate either book comparing it to the other, right? They're both good in their own yeah. ways. I'm not, like. And they're they very different. Yeah, and they don't yeah. have to be in comparison. It's just that, yeah. like. Right, it, right. It does, we don't want to. Yeah. Except here's the difference. These books are going to be done. <laughs> and they're going to be satisfying. Yeah. Next year. They'll be yeah. done next year. The book is written. They are She's done. written it's- five books in the time that it's taken George R. R. Martin to write no books. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that Game of Thrones is really the ultimate touch point for a fantasy series now. But it works because it's something that even if you haven't read them or haven't even watched the show, you say like, oh, this is how this compares to Game of Thrones and people know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I I don't have a problem with more fantasy in the marketplace. I yeah, just right? I just yeah. don't like as long as people aren't snobs about it, which people are getting better about, but you still like I saw one recently, it was like oh, well, this was just fantasy or so that like that mentality of like, oh, like the silly little thing is like, right. It was the same way that people treated nerds in like the 80s and early 90s. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, you're such a nerd. You like Star yeah. Wars. Like fucking everyone likes Star Wars. Who doesn't yeah, like right? Star Wars? Yeah. You know what the biggest fucking franchises in the world are right now? Star oh. Wars and superheroes. Right. So it's like, you know, get over yeah. yourself. And then like, this series is just super fun. And fantasy super, is cool. Live with it. Like, and it, it, like, I think it makes for a good conversation with George R. R. Martin, I guess is what I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I, it's not so much the problem is that that book is not out yet. It's just that I've read so much fantasy. I feel like fantasy has already, in such a short amount of time, well, it's not a short amount of time, because mm-hmm. it's been 10 <laughs> yep. years now yep. since the last yep. book came out. But. Because of George R. R. Martin, fantasy has become this big thing, mm-hmm. yes. and it has been like evolving through all these different authors. That's a really good point. So when that yeah. book finally comes out, it's gonna feel like a throwback. Yeah, to it's gonna feel dated. Older fantasy. Yeah, like even Joe Abercrombie, who is very similar to George R. R. Martin, like his his new series now takes place in a like the same world but during the Industrial Revolution cool. of that world. 
And so he's tackling, you know, topics like workers' rights and things like that in that time. And it's like, it's cool to see how his world and his writing has evolved. Mm. Meanwhile, you know, when The Winds of Winter finally comes out, it's going to feel so weird because it'll be like almost old-fashioned. Back to grimdark medieval fantasy. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, Grimdark, I feel like Grimdark fantasy has went from, you know, super popular to everybody's tired yeah. of it, to now Grimdark is sort of evolving, like it's changing. Like, there's still Grimdark. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, 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 the Grimdark novels that are out now, like the ones that are just, you know, grim and dark, but don't have any hope in it at all, those books don't seem to succeed or become popular it's the ones that it's the ones because now grimdark has become uh a trope in itself Mm -hmm. so now new authors are taking grimdark and flipping those tropes Mm -hmm. meanwhile what george r R. martin was doing with grimdark was he was flipping the tropes of old of like you know like tolkien Tolkien yeah absolutely so it's gonna be so weird when if like I'll read it. I'm gonna read oh, it. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I, it's just it's sort of like I won't, I would never disparage him to his face, but it is a little fun to make fun of him about it. I'm sorry. It's been it's been ten it's years. It's been ten years, bro. It's, yeah, I feel bad for him, but I also dunk on him. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't feel bad for him because he's a millionaire. Also, that fair. Yeah, yeah. Money, money. I'm sure cushions all these blows mm. of three podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> 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 who are still yeah. admittedly all gonna buy his books so like, yeah yep. i feel Fuck. i i i feel comforted by the fact that he's also still a good writer who still mm-hmm. has a very strong grasp of narrative and character like holy shit yeah um whereas like my biggest complaint is uh patrick rothfuss who's oh like, dude he's just never gonna write the third book and like I- hated that first book i it's just he wrote himself into so many corners and like he's another case where not just not just the genre has moved on but also the Mm -hmm. like conversation about character has moved on and a lot of his characters are rightly being criticized for being you know insufficiently developed on the female side Mm -hmm. or like a little too married suish and it's just yeah he he can't finish the series now because he'd have to he'd either have to never have those conversations or have all mm-hmm. of them and fix them all in one book it's like yeah and he's shown that he doesn't want to have those conversations yeah. so it's like well okay as it's your lack of book and yeah so but then we have jen hard. lyons come to save us all yeah who finishes things i don't know i yeah it is it's it's interesting too like medieval fantasy moving on you're totally right like yeah i think there'll absolutely. always be a place for it but like no one wants to read that like mm-hmm. or Been people want to read like well-researched medieval fantasy like mm. if i wanted to read more about elves i never want to read more about elves the end <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i don't like the the quasi-utopian medieval vision is just like it's impossible whereas like Tell me about medieval China. Tell me about medieval yeah. Ethiopia. Like, the reason I read fantasy is because I want to know what your life is like in your 
wildest imagination. Mm-hmm. I already know what you did in 1200s. Yeah, I, I've seen enough peasant, like English peasants mucking around in dirt. Like, give yeah. me something different. Or like, tell yeah, me why the peasants why... like didn't revolt. Like, that's an interesting story. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting there, though. Yeah, for sure. Oh, th- this yeah. brings up by now, the review will be on Geekling, but in The Black Tongue Thief, it's very much a, like, Irish... That's another thing, it's a very much uh, Irish-Scottish fantasy mm. with a little bit of Spain and Portuguese thrown mm. in rather than just, you know, English <laughs> uh, medieval fantasy. But uh, the thing that happens in that book is that the all the horses have been wiped out in mm. wars yeah. with goblins, and you see how it has, uh, like, totally affected, you know, human society to not have horses. Yeah, that's, cause... like, an interesting concept. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just, I want... What people don't realize about Tolkien or about fantasy that does it really well, like, that that's the exact thing I'm looking for, which is specificity. Hmm. Tolkien was really good also because he was, like, and these are the logical consequences of there not being female ants, and this is why they're doing this, and, like, this is the logical consequence of using a language like this. It's, like, he actually was really smart in the way that he yeah. did the world building, whereas other people are, like, they saw what Tolkien did, and they were, like, I know that medieval people had horses and swords. The end. It's, like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I I, I, I read this book um, called... Um, shit it was kate hartfield it was really good um and it's specifically about this one medieval person who's like trying to get an inheritance from her soldier husband who died in an inconvenient way and she fucking needs his pension and it's like there's a beast from hell and they're overrun by demons and it's like oh it's called armed in her fashion and it's incredibly specific and therefore amazing Hmm. That sounds really cool. It is. Yeah. Speaking of cool book. What are, what are you guys reading? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am about finishing up my reread of the Reckoner series. I'm a good chunk into The Shadow of the Torturer. Uh, yeah. And then I've been reading uh, an advanced copy that we got of The Seven Visitations of Sidney Burgess. And it is spooky as hell hell so far and i'm really enjoying it uh christina i think if you liked the twisted ones i think you would like this book Ooh, okay it's kind of a similar vibe in the sense that like you're in somebody's head and something's not quite right okay so it's uh it's it's pretty good so far i like it a lot all right yeah josh what are you what are you reading uh, I am so behind on books. We all are. <laughs> that I am. I am finishing up um, the Helm of Midnight by Marina oh, J. Yeah, Lostetter. Uh, it's really cool. They like their currency is like time on their lives, Ooh. and but not in like a corny way, like that <laughs> Justin Timberlake movie. Just <laughs> and it's like. The entire society is uh, within a bubble that the gods created of, like, a fantastical city to keep, like, monsters out, like, and uh, 
and now there's like a uh they have they have these like masks that uh people can put their like strongest feelings or emotion into and uh, a mask uh that possessed a uh like a surgeon slash serial killer is now on the loose and so it's like fantasy slash murder mystery and it's cool as heck oh my god i'm writing that down yeah and I'm also reading, finishing up, um, The Son of the Storm by, I'm gonna, I might butcher this name, I'm sorry, by Sui Davies Akambawa, I think is how it's pronounced. And, uh, it has, like, the, um, sort of, like, you know, the character, main character is smart intelligently, but not common sense intelligent. And it sort of deals with ethnocentrism, like, he lives in a city that has like a entire like like they control what the history of the place is and then the main character finds out that the history is not as it is and it deals with a lot of um prejudice and stuff like that and it's just okay oh man it's really good yeah i'm looking forward to that one too i'm looking yeah damn it all these books (laughs) there's never not good books yeah yeah what are you reading christina so I just finished Star Eater, which Josh, I know you already have it. You would both love it. It's it's yeah, it's on build, my uh, yeah. Yes. The Pies. the review of that you just posted, I think, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's yes. like cannibal nuns, but it's like I, it's really nice to read something that's like dark and upsetting, but like in a cathartic way. It's like re- mm. like I I know I talked about this in the review, but like it's like save real. It's like it's like reading something about something that everyone knows is there. Mm-hmm. Like this has just been such a horrible year. We're finally coming out of it a little bit. And reading this book felt like acknowledging that almost, which is like astonishing that someone <laughs> like published that quickly after the fact. And it's like, it's not directly related. There's not like a plague or anything, but right. it's, yeah, it just felt really timely in a way that I can't really explain. Okay. Um, but now cool. I'm reading, um, I just finished West Side Saint, or, yeah, West Side, which is about, like, what would happen if, like, early 1900s Manhattan, part of the city just started going wild again? And it's, like, I think it's really accurate in the sense that, like, people either can't afford or don't want to move away, and so they just live in this cordoned-off section of the city that's, like, eating people. It's like, oh, look, vines ate this church. It's like... Oh, and I like the main character is like really rough edged. She's cool. Cool. So, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. We hope you are enjoying these books as much as we are. Maybe even more than we are. Maybe it's not possible. Yeah, we enjoy them a lot. It's not a competition, but but if it is a competition, tell us about. Yes. Yes. Um, we will be reading the next book, but I think we're going to take a break, and yeah. I won't say what we're going to read next because I'm not 100% sure we've decided. We haven't entirely things. decided yet. A correction for last time. I'm pretty sure I referred to the author of The Black Tongue Thing, Thief, as uh, John uh, Gellerman. That's not even his name at all. Uh, his name is Christopher Buell. <laughs> okay. I don't know where I got John Gellerman from. Got some cross wires there. Sorry, Christopher. Like, it's not even close. I apologize <laughs> to the author. Your book is very good. 
Nice. I'm sorry. We're yeah. still gonna buy your book. Yeah. I already I already bought it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, all this is to say we don't know what we're doing next. We haven't decided. Yeah. So if you have yeah. suggestions also, yeah. yeah, if you have suggestions, if yes. you have books that you can't stop talking about, talk to us about them. We're mm-hmm. curious. Yes, please. Let us know what you want us to cover, because we pretty much love to talk about most things. So we're Science down. fiction, weird fiction, fantasy, yeah. horror. As long as it's got some speculative element, like, I'm all over that. Yeah. Even if it doesn't, really. Yeah. Is it a good book? And it just happens to be about a day in the dog's life mm-hmm. as he's sniffing a fire hydrant, but it's super compelling mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Tell me. Maybe not the Stormlight Archives, because that'll be oh, like God. And 20 episodes per book. so many podcasts about Cosmere already. And don't get me yeah. wrong, Josh and I would yell about the Cosmere <laughs> for hours. Yeah, maybe don't suggest any but, books that have yeah. been overly saturated already. Yeah. I mean, like, I would do that. I just wouldn't do it this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish the one series. Yeah. And then... Right. Because that's that series isn't finished either. Uh, nope. And it won't be for like another 20 years. I know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Steph, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Steph O. Kingston, and you can find all the things I do on there too. Josh. You can find me on Twitter and most social medias at 4 of 5 Wits. And you can find me, Christina, at Oladdy Girl, and you can also find us, as always, on geeklyinc.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Tune in Yay. for next season of The Name of All Things, book two, in which we spend more time the hot horse girl. Yes. Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Page Podcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chimango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chimango.